Children's Minnesota Hospital, in its wisdom, has promoted James Burroughs II to Senior Vice President and has added government affairs and community relations to its responsibilities. But check this out. He's still going to be doing work with equity and inclusion. James, I'm just wondering, are there any jobs left for anybody else? <laughs> well, Freddie, I want to uh, thank you for having me on and thank you for the compliment. But yes, there, there are plenty of jobs left. And a matter of fact, we're hiring. So if you want to come on over to a great company, come on over to Children's Minnesota. My goodness. James Burroughs with us this morning. You've increased executive leadership uh, diversity from nothing to 33%, but it doesn't stop there. Staff diversity increased from 19% to 24%. What is left for James Burroughs to do at Children's Minnesota? Well, there's plenty left to do. I mean, just because we increased the numbers uh, for the diversity and we focused the last three years primarily on racial diversity because that's where we had the biggest deficit, we still have to increase our retention. Freddie, I'm going to be honest with you. We are still losing people faster than we would like. And our um, people who are from racially uh, diverse, black, Latino, Asian, and Native backgrounds are leaving us quite a bit faster than our white employees. So we need to figure that out, do a better job of making an inclusive environment, making sure people stay and get developed and get promoted, and also to do uh, uh, an increased job of continuing to recruit and establish pipelines. We have an equity internship program where we have 20 students of color from a variety of different colleges like St. Thomas, uh, University of Minnesota. We have some young people coming from high school in Minneapolis Public Schools in St. Paul. So continue pipelines like that to keep it going. So there's plenty of work left. It is so interesting that your work is not just confined to uh, the inside the walls, as you just mentioned, of Children's Minnesota, but you're reaching every facet. And even now with the added government relations, uh, harkening back to the work that you did under Governor Dayton, it's really going to be expansive for you. Absolutely. I mean, policy is the way we change the, the country. Uh, as we know, um, at the government level, the state legislature, uh, that's the most proximity with the county commissioners city council, <clears throat> and the children's, we want to make sure that we're hearing the word of the community around health and wellness. So if we have some of the largest health disparities in the country, which we do, the way that's one way to change that is changing policies. One that we've endorsed this year is uh, a policy that increases the opportunity for people of color to get pain medication and making sure they're getting it in an equitable fashion and not in a discriminatory fashion just because of their race or ethnicity. We have a lot of things like that. We're focusing on uh, children's wealth and food security, uh, health and well-being. And we'll continue to do that in partnership with the community. So adding that government relation advocacy piece is very important to the work I'm be doing. So when you look at government uh, relations, I know that we have uh, the largest cadre of people of color inside the state capitol than we've ever had. Tell us about the work uh, that will that how you will infuse yourself into the work with government relations, interacting with people like Cedric Frazier, Bobby Joe Champion, and so on. And that's a great question, Freddie. We are um, making sure that we're connected to the people of color uh, posse caucus, as they call it, <laughs> and they also now have a a black caucus uh, in there as well. So our uh, Amanda Jansen, who's our uh, director of public policy, uh, readily meets with, uh, confers with and has a pulse for what are those representatives uh, endorsing, what bills are they looking at. And also, too, it goes across uh, party lines, too. It's not just Democratic. Uh, we make sure we look at Republicans, Democrats. Everybody wants to make sure that we stay the kid experts and have a champion towards health and wellness for our community. And that's the thing about it. We don't get into the politics of it. We want to make sure that they're 
advocates for children. So we make sure we work closely with them. And we also work with the Minnesota Business Coalition for Racial Equity. Uh, we joined that one of the founding members a couple of years ago after George Floyd was murdered. And about 70 of those companies have their government relations people get together to look on uh, legislation and endorse legislation that supports the black community. So we stay connected that way uh, as well. When you graduated from Georgetown University's Law Center in D.C., did you think that your career would take the path that is taking uh, right now with so much influence in the state of Minnesota? <laughs> That's a good one. I wasn't even thinking about the state of Minnesota uh, for longer <laughs> than two years. Uh, my goal was to come here and work for a, uh, a judge who I hit it off with, Judge Franklin Dewell. I worked with him, and then after that, leave Minnesota and either go back to D.C. or Atlanta where I did my undergrad, but you know what? The Lord has plans for you, and you have to follow them, and he had a plan for me to be here, and this year is 30 years in Minnesota um, that I've been here, and he's had me to have a lot of great jobs, but also to impact the community, and a lot of people talk about that we got to get the community involved. I tell them all the time, well, if you're part of the community, you don't have to go to the community to get them involved. They already see you. They know you. They connect with you. Uh, I never have to have a community meeting. I can just call people up that I know and say, hey, let's get together and talk about this. So uh, he's blessed me to be here, and I'm glad I'm, I'm in the state of Minnesota doing the things that I'm doing, Freddie. It's interesting that you're working at Children's Minnesota, and uh, you have a really strong tie not only to the state, but your. how is your daughter? I'll just I'll just cut right to it. How is your daughter? She is doing wonderful. She, um, for those who don't, don't know, my daughter, Teresa, uh, she's nine years old. She has sickle cell disease. She's a sickle cell warrior. Um, when she was first born, she was also a preemie, so she was a pound and a half. So she spent 66 days at the hospital. But all of that said, Freddie, she is now 4'11 at nine years old. So a tall young lady, mm-hmm. very smart, doing very well. Her health is great. Uh, children's is her main doctor for sickle cell and specialty care. And she's not having any problems whatsoever. She has the traditional sickle cell uh, pain every now and then in her tiredness and uh, dehydration, but she is doing very well. And um, she's a committed community member, too. She also has encouraged her dad to be on the, on the board of the Red Cross. So I continue to encourage our people, especially, to go to different blood drives. As a matter of fact, we got one coming up April the 30th at Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church over north that will get some information to the station about as well. But she's great, Freddie. She's the, the champion community member her dad is. So uh, we love her. I smile every time I see uh, the pictures of uh, you and your daughter. It's just amazing. Uh, you can tell there's a lot of love uh, right there in that household. It, it is. It is. Somebody told me the other day, and they can see how much I love my daughter. And I was like, well, if she fought through what she did 66 days in the hospital where some kids around her didn't make it out, um, and she's fighting this sickle cell disease, I'm going to love her so much that she knows that Anybody who's in her life needs to love and care about her uh, even more than her daddy, if that's possible, which probably not, but they're going to have to a high standard to live up to. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're talking with James Burroughs, the newly minted senior vice president of government affairs and community relations, a chief equity and inclusion officer. He does everything for Children's Minnesota. Can you tell us, I, I, I have to say this, and I hadn't planned to, but um, I want to say thank you for the relationship that you bridged between uh, the Center for Communication and Development, KMLJ, and Children's Minnesota. Is that a template for how this station can work with other uh, Fortune 500 companies in this state and in this city? 
It certainly is, Freddie. I mean, the, the, the thing that we haven't gotten right in this town, well, there's a lot of things that haven't gotten right, but one especially that's low-hanging fruit is our partnership with Black Media, which is for, includes KMOJ. And what I've said to people, we had a meeting with the uh, NBCRE and Black Media. Um, you know, you were involved, uh, Minnesota Spokesman Reporter, Georgia Ford, uh, Inside News and others. And we said, we need to do better. Now, after you say that to somebody in the meeting, you then have to start spending some money and investing. Uh, and that's what we do. Uh, our VP of Marketing and Communications, Hillary Shea, uh, who just started nine months ago, uh, she's doing an amazing job. She's invested in uh, Georgia. I'm going on to talk to Shaletta on TCO Radio later today. Uh, we're partnering with KMOJ. We're doing some more stuff with folks more reporter. We're going to do some stuff with the inside. So, yes, it's a model, but we have to have action around. And I'll be honest with you, our corporate citizens haven't done as much as they should, uh, including children. So I want you to hold me accountable as well. But it's not that hard, Freddie. But we just have to invest in it and then believe that we're going to have a true relationship and partnership. James, I can't thank you enough for being with us. Do you have a final thought for our Twin Cities audience who just really admire your work and even those who are listening to us around the country? I'd say thank you. Uh, <clears throat> thank you for investing in me. Thank you for believing in me. But more importantly, um, sit down at the table with me and tell me your thoughts. Part of the work that we're doing in community, expanding that work to help kids, um, all kids, as our expert voice uh, for children, is making sure we have the right people at the table and all people are welcome. So reach out to me, reach out to my office, see how you can get involved, and let's keep going because our kids, our young people, need us to get this right for their So thank you, Freddie. I appreciate you. It's our pleasure not to flood you, but how, how, what's a high-level way that we can reach out to you, James Burroughs? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. I made no mistake before giving my personal number, and that didn't work out too well. <laughs> so I want to say high-level, go to the Children's Minnesota website, and then you can look at my Department of Equity and Inclusion, and it'll have my uh, uh, information there. But also, to my email address for those listening is james.burroughs, B-U-R-R-O-U-G-H-S, at childrensmn, that's with an S, and mn.org. So feel free to email me, and we'll get you started and get you connected to the work. I know when I saw the announcement coming in that uh, you had uh, made this leap, I-, I couldn't be more excited. I couldn't wait to pick up the phone and uh, connect with you and say congratulations. And I'll say it again, congratulations, James Burroughs. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And, and although Chantel's not here in person, she should be out a little text message last night as well saying uh, congratulations, too. So thank you, Freddie. Thanks for everybody at KMOJ. Keep up the great work you're doing for the community. We need you. We'll do our best. James Burroughs.